This is Ingewikkeld Sessions, the podcast. Organized by Ingewikkeld, each month you'll get a live stream on YouTube and a podcast on the same topic. That topic is always related to software development in one way or another. If you don't want to miss a thing, subscribe to both our YouTube channel and podcast. Let's start. Hello and welcome by this uh, Ingewikkeld podcast about XDbug. Um, with me is uh, Derek. Um, you all all know him from XDbug. Um, Derek, welcome. Hello. Um, what I wanted to talk with you about today was um, something about the history of XDebug and uh, where where the first ideas came from, um, how did it start, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, that that's basically my first question. Um, when did you start, or did were you the one started with the XDebug, or uh, did somebody else started the project? No, it's something I started, uh, and I just looked it up early today, actually, in 2002. Um, or 2001, even, where um, at the time there were people complained that PHP would crash often if you had, like, infinite recursion. Yeah. So if the same function would call the same function all over again, and you just get a white screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then we were actually looking at whether there was a way of making it possible that PHP could detect these kind of things when you run out of stack space to prevent that. But at that time, there was not really a way of doing that. And we didn't really want to introduce an arbitrary limit either because these limits depend on the operating system, what your stack is configured and stuff like that. But I didn't think that was good enough. So I wrote a little extension called XDebug back then. I'm not actually sure what the name was, to be honest. Uh, that then implemented this uh, this limit, this stack limit. So that's how that started. Of course, now we are in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the way how the PHP engine works is quite different. And it doesn't actually, if you have a function calling itself, it doesn't actually create infinite recursion as much as it used to be. And also currently, there's actually a patch being developed that actually does check whether the stack is actually overrunning. So that original feature of XDebug is no longer going to be very much useful from PHP 8.3 onwards. But but that specific setting is still available, right? Um, huh. there, there's still a, a stack limit uh, setting, if I'm, uh, if I'm correct? Yeah, I call it the max nesting level. Yeah. <clears throat> so that, that's one of the first things you implemented for XDebug, um, and, and that's where it actually started. Um, yeah, that's the first one. But you called it XDebug, uh, and nowadays we know it as a as a step debugger and and profiler and more uh, features. Um, so, for some reason, you started developing more on 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 top of this first feature. Uh, where they uh, where did you find those ideas? Um, <laughs> interestingly, the first thing that I added afterwards, I believe. I mean, this is long time ago, so. My yeah. memory is anymore from 20 years ago. Uh, was actually to format uh, Vartans with colors and things like that. So yeah. to be able to dump something without having to add your HTML pre-tag in front of it. Uh, uh, interestingly, that is, of course, still a debugging method that I see way too many people use instead of using the step itself. Yeah. Um, but 
that sort of followed then because I was I was writing a lot of PHP code back then for jobs and such. Uh, and I've always been familiar with the step debugger in Turbo Pascal and then Delphi maybe five or ten, <laughs> 10 years even longer ago than that. And PHP didn't have anything like that. Uh, there was at some point a commercial debugger that did that, but I'm a happy, clappy open source person, so I didn't really want to pay anything. So started working on something like that myself. And first it was interacting with, uh, I was talking with a German guy, Thomas Weinert, I believe, and he had written a, a little PHP editor, I believe called Weaver Slave. And I worked with him on uh, like a debugging protocol, like a command, like you would run things on a command line, like GDB, if you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. so that that could put that uh, as a feature to you know, to allow for debugging. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Um... Yeah, I, I remember that that that, that orange uh, dump screen, and I used it a lot. Um, basically, still there. Uh, when when I started with PHP, uh, I always installed the Xdebug to be able to actually have far dumps pr- uh, of larger um, uh, object trees. I, I think that we already had object trees at that moment. Um, yeah, PHP sort of four four had something like classes, and uh, not not comparable to the classes what we have right now, of course. But that, yes, yeah, mainly fun- function groups, or uh, if, if you have to summarize it like that. Well, they're basically arrays with functions attached to them in PHP four, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Whatever. But I don't think I've ever had an XDebug version for PHP three, though. So the first ones were PHP four. Uh, okay. Uh, that that's that's maybe the reason why I didn't find it for uh, for for uh, earlier versions of uh, of PHP uh, when I was prefer- uh, preparing this podcast. Okay, um, well, you, you mentioned the the orange dumps, right? I mean, uh, the idea behind was that is mostly to to have a stack trace to see how an error showed up, right? And PHP didn't have anything like that. I mean, exceptions didn't exist at all, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, you you started building it to improve your own life and uh, help other developers as well to uh, to to find the issues. But most de- uh, developers are still using, or a lot of developers are still using that orange uh, dumb, dumb screen uh, to to debug their applications. And nowadays, uh, I, I remember when I first started with Xdebug, it was quite hard to to get it uh, up and running especially when we started using um, virtual machines or another development machines that uh, and then you have all kind of uh, network issues. Um, networking is hard, yes. Yeah, networking is very hard. Um, recently, you, you pointed me on a, um, uh, on, on a new setting on NXDbug uh, 3 that uh, made it a lot easier. What I've tried to do is both make it easier to do put a few settings, but also make it a lot easier to figure out what's going wrong if you're trying and it doesn't work right. Like the earlier versions did, like Xdebug 2, for example, didn't really have a way of telling you what it was trying in excruciating detail. Whereas with Xdebug 3, through both the Xdebug underscore info function, as well as much extended logging functionality, will basically tell you exactly what you're trying to do, which host is trying to connect to whether it could, um, but through which trigger specific trigger if one was set or not, but it also will not tell you that if you're setting a breakpoint on a file that doesn't exist because path mappings haven't been set up correctly. 
it will also tell you these things in the log as well, as well as including in Xebook Info, we will tell you uh, file names of log files, whether uh, whether there was a connection made, because sometimes Xebook connects to the ID, but no breakpoint is being set. Yeah. And then it looks like it's not working, but it was working perfectly well. You just hadn't set a breakpoint in the in the code path, and that kind of things. Yeah, it needs to be easy to figure out why things go wrong. And having said that, I do agree with you that I think that the quick, I say quick way here of debugging things by dumping stuff and that isn't necessarily through fire of an XDBook anymore, but mostly through framework's own functionality is still a very quick way or that is perceived and that might be true, but I think once you get to the point where you invest in getting a step debugger going and making sure it's just always there, then why would you still use that when you can just click in your IDE and then the execution stops immediately without having the the things of having to update the code, save the code, and then not forgetting to remove the vardoms when you commit it to Git, for example. You have to get it into into your workflow somehow, uh, and people are very used to use uh, uh, using this this vardom function or their favorite dump function from the from the framework they they are using. Um, but once you are able to uh, use Xdebug as a as a step debugger. Um, a whole new world opens for you um, to be able to inspect and look around during the execution of your code. Um, I, I was really amazed when when I saw that for the first time. Well, the step debuggers have been around for ages, right? I mean, there, there's if, if you, for example, writing like I do, working on the PHP Foundation, working on PHP itself, that isn't C. You can't just update the code out of printf statements run it, oh, sorry, compile it. And that can take, well, two, three minutes every time, right? The the development cycle isn't fast enough for that in that case. And also in, in C applications, where is this output going to shop? You don't really know where. That is, of course, in PHP. Because there's no compilation step, that is much, much faster. But it's still not the same kind of, like, development experience, of course, and looking at your code, seeing what all the variables are, which you can't, of course, do if you do part-time debugging. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we talked a bit about um, that you started Xdebug as a project. Um, are you still the only maintainer, or are there other maintainers uh, involved nowadays? I would say it's pretty much me. Interestingly, I can see that the first commits are in April twenty-first, two thousand and two. I mean, that's not quite accurate, I guess. Uh, but from all the commits, I have done 4,100, and the next person has done 80. Yeah, so so it's basically so just is... you and maybe some other people uh, contributing uh, small yeah, fixes. The... But Yep, it's mostly been me. That's a bit sad because it's, uh, I think it's in the mo maybe the most used in uh, PHP extension, apart from the core par uh, parts that uh, everyone uh, automatically installs. But um, yeah, I think most people will install Xdebug uh, at some point. It, it's curious. I've just looked up the stats for downloads from Peckle as well, and Xdebug is no longer in the, the top one. It is actually uh, the Imagic extension. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, but I, I think that one was shipped before uh, uh, in another way before it became a packable extension, and that might be the reason why it's now on 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 top of the of the list instead of your. Uh, I also have no idea how accurate these stats are anyway, right? <laughs> no, okay, that's that's true. And maybe people are downloading it in their uh, CI pipeline, like uh, most PHP packages are uh, downloaded in, by Composer in the pipeline, and uh, that will mess up with the stat, uh, stats anyway. Um, I think you see Xdebug ex more don't still by installing a distribution packages or through Homebrew and things like that. Yeah. That's why you see that more. In any case, yes, it's one of the most used... Most installed external extensions, yes. Yeah. What are your plans with the with the future of of Xdebug? Because uh, I, I talked to uh, Sebastian <laughs> Bergman um, a, a few months ago, and he told me you were working for Xdebug free on um, uh, the the path coverage uh, because yeah. Xdebug is also a provider of uh, coverage information for um, for testing tools. Um, yeah. But what what will be the next step? So there's a few things I'm currently uh, working on. So I've been more interactive with uh, people that write editors. So the JetBrains for PHP Storm and Damian Svetko for the uh, VS Code plugin, or uh, the debug adapter, I think it is officially called, which we recently actually moved to the XDebug organization on GitHub, mostly to make things easier and stuff like that. So one of the things that we were going to look at or I should say he's going to look at is making sure that you can do debugging without having to have the source code locally. That is kind of nice. And we are also looking at um, doing path mappings in Xdebug itself, which is also useful for cases where you have frameworks or not, libraries that change the classes and pre-compile them so that you can still do the debugging with your original classes because you'll get all the original file information, the line information and things like that. So that's what we, that I'm looking at on one side. The other side is um, writing more more documentation and working on the next debug course because there's so much functionality in there that people are not aware of, for example. And then functionality-wise, I'm looking at a way of how you can record a whole execution of a script Stored in a file, and then you can play it back through a debugger. Okay. Which then would also allow you to not only step forwards, but also step back because it would store every single state at every single possible moment. It would execute the code anymore, but you can inspect as what, ha what has happened. Which is really useful, for example, if you have an application, uh, developed an application that you need to give to customers, for example. Yeah. Which they run themselves. They run into a bug. You can just tell them, well, records this section and then you get the whole debug uh, you get the whole request states which you can then inspect and should be able to find out where the bug originally was without having to have access to their production environment for example so yeah that's the main things and around that i started doing some commercial things around text debug as well because i mean i'm the only person i would like to work more on it uh, and you, i can't really do that without people helping me out by uh, either github sponsoring or patreon of which there are a few, but it isn't quite up to the point where I have enough, where I can spend enough time on it. And so I, for example, run Xdebug Cloud, which is a way how even with all the newer features in Xdebug to make it easy to do networking situations, there's still some situations where your development server just can't make a connection to your IDE. 
because of networking setup and XDB Cloud helps companies to get around that okay. by basically forwarding requests in a clever way. Mm -hmm. is, is that an alternative for the, um, I, I think it's there's something like a, a debug proxy, uh, or is that a setting uh, only available for JetBrains? The proxy is something that you can make use of if you can install the proxy on the edge of your network. So you can tell XDBook to connect to an IP address and on that IP address, the proxy can listen. But if you are in like a corporate environment where you where you're all behind NAT and you can't install anything on the edge IP address, then the proxy does not work. Whereas with XDBIC Cloud, because XDBIC and the ID both make the connection themselves to an IP address, you don't have the problem of of being behind NAT or anything else, for example. So yeah, it, it improves on that sort of proxying. Uh -huh. Okay, so basically your your debugging process goes through um, uh, through a separate server uh, provided by Xdebug, um, uh, and both your uh, PHP uh, runtime and your IDE will connect to the same server, and so uh, so they can communicate uh, via that server. And then there's some cleverness around it to make that work properly, but yes, that's yeah, okay. a general idea. Yeah, we, we talked a bit about, uh, or you already told something about um, how people can support your work, but I think it's important to repeat that once uh, so people make, uh, are really sure that they are able to support your amazing work because, um, yeah, it, it, it's still sad that you're the only one, but uh, I, I think we have to provide as much as possible to make uh, to ensure that you will be able to work on on, on this tool and other PHP uh, extensions. Um, so, what would be the most appropriate way to to support your work? Um, if you're an individual, I would probably say get uh, of sponsors, or maybe Patreon, depending which one you prefer. I don't mind either way. Um, whereas if you are a company that has lots of developers and sometimes wants to ask me questions, then I run like a, a, a company-based uh, support servers, which the, the word support is sort of overloaded. It's not like them supporting me to work on XDBook, but me then also giving support back. So it's a, it's a, a double use of the word. And with that, I have... Uh, a few companies that do that and uh, and then if they have questions they can ask me whereas I've gotten to the point where I don't answer private questions about XDBook anymore because I don't well first of all it costs a lot of time to do and secondly it's better if other people help other XDBook users for example uh, and that doesn't mean that I don't ever answer anything like that but I just can't do it privately anymore so if you want private answers then you can cast a pay for things right that's how it works. Yeah. Um, and if you're yeah, like a large company, then then reach out on, on xebit.org. I have a list of, was it seven or eight companies that are on the larger sites. Yeah, and I have some some good relationships with them as well. Like one of them that um, does support for PHP on IBM i, for example. And that is quite a complex, what you would call that, uh, environment as well. Right? So it's, it's good for them to be able to talk to me about XDBook and also PHP related things. And similarly, yeah, their customers then can make use of XDBook in a good way. So that, that's a win-win situation there, isn't it really? 
we, we covered everything about the, the past and, and something about the future. Um, there, there's a lot more to discover in the world of, of XDebug, of course, um, oh, yeah. because we just focused a bit on, on the uh, step debugger, but um, uh, in, in the future, we will have an Ingewikkeld session about profiling, and I'm sure we will <laughs> uh, talk Happy about... We will talk about um, the options XDebugs uh, will offer on that part as well. Um, so thank you oh. for joining me, uh, Derek. Um, yeah, I would like to add though that I've actually created quite a bit of videos uh, about XDebugs, other features as well, which I'm sure you can at some point provide a link to a, a YouTube collection of videos for that. Um, we will, and uh, I also mentioned them in the uh, in the last session uh, because okay. uh, also the videos helped me a bit to um, to explain more about XDebug uh, myself. So yeah, thank you very much for that amazing job you are doing. Uh, I was also quite impressed by, uh, about the level of your documentation. I think um, most PHP extensions can still learn from that. Uh, yeah, and I would say that I can improve still quite a lot of that as well. But what I did with, with XDBook 3, I did actually rewrite all of it to be concise and much clearer, at least clearer in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> whether that's the same for everybody else, I don't know, of course. But yeah, that was definitely a big goal of that project as well. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, you're most welcome. I'm uh, happy to talk about uh, debug and XDebug and PHP related things um, when you feel the need uh, for my opinion. <laughs> Next uh, session will be uh, on the 7th of March. Um, we will be talking about uh, the basics of uh, domain-driven design by uh, Stefan. Um, thanks for listening and I hope to see you uh, next time. That's it for this month. Thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing, please share our links on social media. Also, please subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app and follow us on YouTube. And you can also support us financially on patreon.com slash ingewikkeld. See you next month.